Well, welcome back, boys and girls, to another fabulous, allegedly fabulous episode of Goonies World Podcast. But we are resuming the uh, adventures of Niles Thorpe and Vinnie Rigatoni, as as I recall. Yes, that's right. And uh, before we jump into that, I just want to introduce these fine gentlemen here at the table with me today and say hello, everyone, to my good friend Goonie, also known as Colin. Hello. And my good friend Meanie, also known as Ryan. Hello. And I'm Johnny Farrell, also known as Sean, and this is The Spy Game. The Spy Game. Now, I don't know, I mean, the listeners may have just finished the last episode. But for us, it's been a while, and I should start with a recap. Think that's what I was exactly where I was going. Yes. Yes. Well, I, let's let us now recap the spy game, and our heroic super spies, Niles Thorpe, the older spy who's had a long career ever since, uh, ever since the '60s at least, and his new young protege, Vinny Rigatoni, not what one would think of uh, right off the top of their head as a super spy. Um, they work for the mysterious Agency X against the forces of the equally mysterious Cabal. And they've just returned from Reykjavik, Iceland, if you recall. They, you were at the uh, luxurious estate of the billionaire Anna Alexandra. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, with, with Donald Trump and company. That's right. And uh, she's uh, apparently a Cabal agent with the codename Black Diamond. You've ascertained that much, and you've discovered evidence of a massive underwater facility in the Greenland Sea. And perhaps that is what the humpback whales were trying to warn humanity about uh, with their mysterious new whale song tape. It's the fucking Russians, I know it. Could very well be. We we know that uh, she is involved, certainly, if not the Russians. And she, in fact, was born German, raised in... uh, She was born in Poland, raised in Iceland by her father, who is a, a Nazi who started informing against other Nazis... Uh, after World War II, and I believe you met, I believe Niles met a Nazi at the party. Yeah, um, some it was like some lady that was like kind of hitting on you, but then she was like a Nazi or something. I don't, I vaguely remember. <laughs> kind of a turn off. Yeah, I was gonna pump her for information, <laughs> but she only had Nazi information, which wasn't useful to me. So not at the moment, no, no. But uh, at any rate, you guys had discovered in the computer room there this huge map on the wall with a. A spot in the Greenland Sea clearly indicated, but you were discovered by Rock Bottom, Black Diamond's great big, thick-necked henchman right. with the Black Diamond tattoo, and uh, your cover was blown and a fight ensued, and you guys got out of there. Of course, you were undercover as the billionaires Seamus McGriddle, the Irish Potato King, and uh, Jean-Luc Beauregard, the Crawdad King of Baton Rouge, I believe. Uh... Yeah, I think it was that. Yeah. <laughs> you just drink. You, you drink a lot of boybin. Boybin. <laughs> yeah, you boybin. Drink some boybin with a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, your cover was blown. You escaped in a thrilling car chase around this uh, big icy bay that, uh, in the course of the car chase, Rock Bottom plunged into in his little Volkswagen. Right. However, you saw him again at the airport as you were escaping in the rented helicopter. Um, rented, I assume, with the Seamus McGriddle's checkbook. You know, I mean, it's not like you can just, yeah. You gotta, be, hey, you're expected to be resourceful in the field, easier to get forgiveness than permission when it comes to spending the agency's money. Uh, that being said, you escaped from there, 
with this evidence. I mean, it's not physical evidence, but you know where it was on the map. You're not going to forget. And return to Agency X headquarters, six stories beneath the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C., to report to uh, Section Director Alexander Keene about what you found. And he's greeting you right now. You still haven't slept or anything. I mean, you're fresh back. So, agents, he says. And again, he's got his big watery baby blue eyes and his baby face, but he's probably about 90, so he's just an odd-looking person. But, uh, now your cover was blown. Sometimes this happens. But you've managed to find a vital clue. Now, uh, in the last few hours, our man in Greenland has been out to the coordinates you indicated. He's done some preliminary scans. And, uh, they're just vague scans, but we do believe there's some sort of underwater facility about 2,000 feet deep in the Greenland Sea, just off the east coast of Greenland. Now, without getting actually down there, he's not going to be able to do much more. So, given that, I wonder if you gentlemen have given any thought to just how you should proceed. For I believe it's definitely you who should go investigate this facility and see exactly what's what. Do we have a submarine? Well, I'm one step ahead of you there. I've taken the liberty of contacting the Sea Lab program. Don't look so surprised. The government didn't really shut it down and cancel it when they said they did. At any rate, we have a small submersible two-man. Should be more than enough for your needs because it, sh it should be able to go up to 4,000 feet deep. This facility is only 2,000 feet deep. Uh, if it comes to it, we also have some deep-sea diving gear, state-of-the-art, of course. Quite bulbous, a little bulkier, say, than an astronaut suit, but completely pressurized. Should be good up to about 2,300 feet. The thing is, we have no idea what this facility is, so this is all, definitely a fact-finding mission, but just in case. We have an explosive that we're going to send you with. If this is something that could be of use to the Cabal, or potentially dangerous to Western interests, we want you to hull one of the walls with this... Explosive should be big enough to knock a hole in anything, no matter how well it's reinforced. But then you'll be on your own now. We we could drop you in if that sounds like something you'd be interested in doing. If you had some other plan, I'm willing to discuss it. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Niles? I mean, like, uh, a submarine seems like the obvious way to go, but... Yes, that was my first thought. Well, I've been in this business a long time, but I always leave it up to my agent to surprise me with strange plans. Uh, nevertheless, I do agree that dropping you in, uh, in the sub, from a low-flying cargo helicopter should be the best way. We have uh, contacts at Thule Air Base in Greenland. That's the furthest northern uh, of all the U.S. air bases. And we do have a man there can help you with his helicopter business. Also, regarding this explosive, I want to remind you that you're valued agents and we want you back, but if it's a matter of saving yourselves or hulling this thing, I, I know you'll do the right thing. Put the mission first. That's what Agency X is all about. Yes, uh, always. I, I was born for that. Well, okay. Now, don't, don't misunderstand me. You're, as I said, you're valued agents, and of course, we want to see you back here safe and sound. Now listen, it's going to take at least until noon tomorrow for this to be set up with Sea Lab and the cargo helicopter and my man at Thule Air Base. You should recognize him. He wears a distinctive hat. It's a great 10-gallon Stetson. He'll approach you. Uh, 
But even all of that is going to take a minor miracle to make it happen by then. So I recommend that you go home and go to sleep. Have you been set up with an apartment yet here in uh, Washington, Agent Rigatoni? Uh, well, you know, I was staying in a hotel. All right, all right. Well, you go to your hotel and get Fucking some... Fucking Marriott. You're not sleeping with me. No room left in the bed. There's too many ladies. <laughs> well, at any rate, please not try not to dally with those ladies over much this evening, will you? Because we need you fresh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. Gonna uh, save it all for like a fighter before a fight. I need all the testosterone I can have. All right. Very well, very well. Now, uh, oh, I should say that the explosives, the submarine, the deep-sea diving suits, which I hope you don't need, uh, all of that will be passed on to you in Greenland. If there's anything you want to check out from the stores now before you go, in terms of equipment, now is the time to do it. You'll be heading straight from your, straight from your places of, uh, where, straight from where you're staying to the airport tomorrow. So take what you might need now in terms of equipment. Now, uh, while you're thinking about that, we can move on. He pats you on the back, shakes your hands, and wishes you good luck. And we're going to cut to, uh, to Vinny at this point, going back to the Marriott Hotel there. And, uh, going back to the room. I guess it's a typical Marriott Hotel room with a generic. You've probably been in there a couple weeks, though. I mean, you, you kind of got to keep it clean. I mean, describe what the inside of it might look like. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he travels light. I mean, he's got, you know, like a backpack and... That's basically with clothes in it, and that's basically it. Um, he keeps his dirty clothes in the backpack in a trash bag um, to keep them separate from the clean clothes. Uh, but that's uh, that's basically it. Um, I kind of wanted him to have like one of those stupid 1980s like la- like briefcase laptops. But he's too- I, I don't know that he's smart enough to even use a computer. So. <laughs> well, well, they could. He's in the right business to get something like that. Uh, yeah, and if you stay here in the bit, if you may, if you live through this mission, you definitely want to think about more permanent place to stay in the greater Washington D.C. area. Um, also, you're not a rich guy, and your salary here is exactly thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars a year. So people don't necessarily do it for the money, even though that is nineteen eighty something dollars, which is a little more. Although I think Niles, having had such a long career with so many opportunities for illicit graft here and there, probably has quite a bit of wealth you know, stashed away over the years in various bank accounts and cash, mm-hmm. but describe describe what we're seeing as you uh, enter your, you know, wherever you live to go to bed. What's, what's the process? Um, well, again, I don't want to copy too much from Austin Powers, but, <laughs> I mean, it's it probably would be very 60s um, just a lot of that style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can see a bar in there. And Lava lamp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of seven. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Well, you're just getting ready to lay down now. Uh, you wear, like, pajamas or what's the... Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. Pajamas. I, I can see you in like the pajamas. A, do they have, like, the suit-type pajamas? We might. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's perfect. Yeah, pajamas with, like, the... Yeah, it looks like a suit. Yeah. Tuxedo pajamas. 
And then what about you? Are you a tidy whities guy, uh, Vinny? No, Vinny don't wear nothing to sleep oh, with. In the all together. Okay. Just birthday suit right under the sheets. All right. Well, anyway, just as you're drifting off to sleep, which coincidentally happens at right about the same time, unless you have some pre-bedtime rituals that you think would take a long time. No, I mean, there. he was lying about the ladies, so... <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> what? So it's right to sleep for him. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, Vinny, just as you drift not to sleep, your telephone rings. A hotel telephone. What the? Hello? Is this Special Agent Tony Rigaveni of the DIA? I recognize the voice. It's Charity Pinch, the lovely Charity Pinch, the uh, computer scientist from Cambridge who turned over the whale song tape. Uh, yeah. Well, you sounds familiar. What, uh, you, you... Well, you, you gave me your card, and I, I called the number on the card, and uh, it, it bounced me around for a while, but I, I finally got you. I called DIA, and then they bounced me somewhere else, and I, I finally got you. You said to call if, if anything was wrong, or when you what? dropped me off. Is there a problem or something? I think there's someone in my house. I'm, I'm in the linen closet right now, I, and, but I realize they're going to be able to see the phone cord stretching in here. I was in the bath. I was just having a bath, and I heard a sound downstairs, and I heard footsteps, and so I ran out in the hall into the linen closet, and now I'm in here hiding, and I can hear footsteps. Oh, my gosh. What's your, what's your address? Well, she rattles off the address to you, but I'll remind you, it's in Boston. The fastest you could get there is about an hour and 45 minutes, and that's like total luck getting to the airport, firing a plane, you know. Um, unless you want to further manipulate the, you probably still have your cover ID. I mean, these cover IDs are ones you can lapse into any time now if this were a campaign. Yeah, and uh, you might not remember, but your cover, you spoke not in your <laughs> New Jersey. Oh answer. shit! That's <laughs> a, well, he wouldn't. I didn't know who he didn't know yeah, who it was when he answered was. the phone. Yeah, so. I actually had forgotten that too. But she's so you know she's not thinking of that right now. She's just got she's uh, terrified, and she's in fact is that. Anyway, she rattles off the address. But she, she uh, says, "What should I do? Should I, should I call the police? Should I, should I? What should I do?" Oh my God, he's right outside the door. Call nine one one. Okay, I'm on my way. Thank you. And just then, you hear this voice off in the distance—a familiar voice, like on the line. Come out, come out, wherever you are. And you recognize the voices that are rock bottom. Come out, pretty, pretty. And suddenly there sounds of a scuffle on the line. And you sense that someone's picking up the phone. You don't hear anything from her, but this voice is, Say goodbye to your little friend. And it slams the, the phone. They're going to change your name to Cockbottom by the time I'm done with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, now I guess you're probably in a... I hurry together. Do you want to call and wake up your your partner in crime? Yes. Or well, it's not really crime, but you know what I mean. Well, I'll let you do that then. Now you just drifted off to sleep. Yep. And so uh, I'll let you role play out the phone call to your friend. And again, if you want to get there faster than about an hour and forty five minutes, you're gonna have to charter, you know, a private flight at the airport. And there are people in who can take you right now, but it'll cost money. Just so you So the phone's ringing. It's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might not even hear it. <laughs> but I think uh, eventually. Yes, what is it? Hey, yo, it's Vinny. Uh, 
Uh, that that lady with the whale what? songs. The, the computer lady with the. I, I think... don't know any Finnies. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you talking about? You're my uh, partner. I thought. I I had work done on my car the other day, but and you sound like him, but I thought that was taken care of. Are you going senile, old man? I'm not going anywhere. I'm home. The whale chick. You remember remember from the whale, with the whale songs? Oh, the big fat chick. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? She she was she was. I think she had like red hair or something. But she was. Oh, the redhead. No, she, I think she, I'm recall, uh, recalling now. Yeah. yeah. She had the tape that I, that I got from her. Well, she, she's up in up in up in, up in Boston and uh, Rock Bottom's there, and he's. Uh, I think he's gonna try to kill her or something. Oh no. Well. We're so far away. I don't, can we get there in time? Well, honestly, I don't. I don't know, but I mean, we could. We could try to charter a plane or uh, uh, something. Yeah. I, yeah, that'd be the only way to get there real quick. I mean, that'd be like an hour on a good day. Yes. Well, maybe we should race, uh, to, and whoever gets there first gets to have sex with. <laughs> Just a li- you know, that's what we do in this business. <laughs> colleague uh, action is a bets, you know. <laughs> well, I'm going to assume that you guys decide to meet up at the airport and charter a flight. and uh, It's going to be a two-on-one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when, when uh, Niles Thorpe wakes up, there's only one thing on his mind. Um, and maybe also, he uh, he's either a groggy waker or perhaps... His age is finally starting to creep up to him. Uh, anyway, uh, you, you guys, again, within about an hour and 12 minutes, and that's waving around, you know, the uh, cover ID checkbooks at the airport, and you find a half-drunk charter pilot, you know, who gets you there as fast as he possibly can. With an hour and 12 minutes later, when you're tearing up in a cab in front of her house, and... Uh, there's no police there or anything like that, so she called 911. She never really got a chance to call 911, apparently, but it all is dark. There's no other cars out there that you can see, but I'll let you investigate as you wish. It's just a two-story brick house, not very big at all, very modest, but it's nice. It's in a nice neighborhood in Cambridge. Okay, what equipment did we bring? And, of course, it's about uh, you know, 3 a.m. at this point. Well, anything that's written on your sheet, you, you can have with you, but you can go ahead and look at the list and just say you took something, because we never really role-played that out earlier when he... Yeah, when I'm he thinking asked. something like infrared flashlight and glasses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would be useful right now. Oh, very much so. And, of course, you have to, you know, the fla- glasses don't work without the flashlight, because it's uh, 1980-something. You happy with your current list of equipment there? Yeah, Manny? I think so. Still works for you. I think he's just gonna run up and beat on the door. Now, you've got that cigarette, right? The fake cigarette that's got like a dart dart in it. Yeah. Wait, don't go. Let me scan the this uh, building first and see if I can pick up any heat signatures. All right, all right, all right. Make it quick. Well, you rush around and. Uh, uh, what are you doing, like checking the windows, looking at the, just putting them on and looking at the house, you know, it won't let you like see through the walls or anything like that. Uh, I'll look yeah. through the windows then. Yeah, and you can shine the light through the windows and no one would see the light except for you, of course. And, ooh, 
there's a body laying on the floor in the living room. Oh, it's no. head bent at a weird angle. Oh, no. Any bigger heat signatures? No. Okay. Well, Might actually, too uh, late. not here in the living room. Not on the first floor that you see. Of course, I guess you can see into the basement, too, from the little basement window. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a very small heat signature coming from the basement down by the furnace. Could just be the furnace itself. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to uh, my partner and tell him I think something might have happened to... Uh, the redhead, I don't remember her name, but... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Charity Rock Pinch. Bottom... I'm pretty sure the Rock Bottom was gonna... Rock Bottom happened to her. Yeah, he was gonna kill her. Sadly, I think we're too late, but we might need to check on her. She's on the first floor. Let's try to sneak in if we can. Alright. Did well, you get a read on what the temperature of the body was? Cool. Yeah, that's not... That's not good. Although, it just looked like kind of an outline of a body. Couldn't really tell exactly. Yeah. Um, so... Check uh, the... Front door, I guess. Well, when you go to the front door to see if it, it's not even locked. It's closed, but it's not locked. It's like someone left and just closed the door, maybe. But do you want to go in? Yes, you... Follow my lead now, young man. Well, I draw my gun. Keep and try to clear the room as was while he goes in. Yeah, you uh, look around, wait. You know, I could, I uh, check the room, see if there's anyone lurking there. Of course, there were no other big major heat signatures or anything like that. But the body laying on the floor is that of a man. It's not Charity Pinch. You've never seen him before. Wait, maybe you have. You turn him over. Well, what you see first is spiky blonde hair. And then you... Another Niles. lesbian, I suppose. <laughs> well, you realize it's the guy that you chased at the mall who had uh, the remote control robotic butterfly that they used to put Charity Pinch to sleep with so they tried to steal the whale tape. You chased this guy at the mall. He, this is the guy who threw the hot grease in your at you. Oh, yes. Um, and I looks, remember him. And he's at the bottom of the stairs. And his neck is, is bent weird. Like, it almost looks like he might have fallen or been pushed or something down the stairs. You don't, you know, he seemed to work with Rock Bottom. He's the guy you guys tracked to Reykjavik. Maybe Charity Pinch mm, well, put up a struggle. Redheads are very feisty. That is what they say. That is what they say. Anyway, go ahead and, uh, it's quiet in here, you know. You can almost hear the clock tick, uh, or mouse crawling, but, uh, Make mind rolls. See if there's anything else you can notice. Got it. Both of you here. It's a subtle little sound. Yes, the clocks are ticking, but it sounds like one of the clocks is off from the others or not. There is a rather there's a clicking sound coming from the basement actually. It's the top of the steps as you walk around trying to isolate it. There's like a narrow stairs from the kitchen that go down to the basement. And because of the you know concrete down there, it's almost echoing. Oh, it's no, probably I, right down there by the area of the furnace. I think there might be an explosive device. I saw another strong heat... Well, not a strong, but some sort of heat source from the basement. 
Well, let's uh, get down there real quick and see if we can disarm it or something. Well, I'll assume you do that. And you storm down the, the stairs, rush over to the furnace. And just underneath the furnace, there is some C4 and a little timer. Yeah, it's going to go off in a minute and a half. Okay, so you now. Can, you can either succeed or run. I mean, succeed at dis disarming it or run or whatever you guys want to try to do. Do you have any experience? Probably not. You have no experience in anything. You're a boy. So, I guess it's up to me. With my steady... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shaking like a leaf over here. Well, I will uh, I'll let you go to... Now, this is going to be a hard mind test. Which means uh, it's going to be... A what is that? What you have a, a eight mind? Yep. You know, you're gonna roll a six or less. Mm. And let me see. I do. Does luck replenish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have got three luck. Let's not forget your luck this time. Because I, I need all of those. Yes. Hopefully not. All right. Two. Oh well, just for a second. Just for a second. There's a there's a little spark, but that's all that happens. Still got it. Yes, Good work. Apparently you do. Apparently you do. Yes, now, uh, other than searching the place, you know, I don't know if there's a lot more to be done here. But other than somehow one of them is dead, and uh, once you guys, I assume you look around the house for Charity Pinch, she's gone. There's definitely uh, still a little bit of wetness going from the bathtub out into the hall and into the linen closet. The phone is still laying there on the floor in the linen closet. The cord's stretching in. They're terrible can't really hide with a phone back then you know mm -hmm. if it's got a cord and you know she unless they put some clothes on her they seem to have just abducted her straight out of the bath more or less and taken her oh, those away savages there's no one here in the house I, I don't know where they would have taken her uh, maybe I mean I feel like we should uh, talk to the neighbors or something but I don't think anybody saw anything Certainly quiet neighbors, certainly late at night, no no sign that police have been here or anybody else. Um, I will point this out, it, it's likely, it's, well one thing to remember is they have no way, rock bottom, black and they don't have any way of knowing who you actually are. Mm -hmm. uh, but they knew who she was, and they may even in fact be purposely trying to draw you out or something. They certainly, this whole thing seemed like a place to get you into the house, whoever... You know, ascertain who you guys were, uh, they, you know, and possibly blow you up. And I'm assuming that tracking device I had on the guy, well, that was on the dead guy, so well, it wouldn't be any help anyway. That's right, and uh, he's wearing a different jacket. Yeah. He changed his jacket. But definitely got um, you to Iceland. Did we search him thoroughly? Well, you do, when you search him thoroughly, you find he's been, if he had a gun, someone's taken it with him. Uh, but you do see the, the telltale black diamond tattoo. It's over his left nipple. They all have black diamond tattoos, all in different places, of course. Hmm. And not always in an obvious place. But no, he doesn't seem to have anything special with him at all. Somebody probably had disarmed him. And whether he just accidentally fell down the steps or whether somehow fell during a struggle or what, you don't know. Anyway, that seems to be all there really is to discover here in Boston. Just keep things moving. I'll assume you eventually go back to... If it comes down to her, the mission, it must be the mission. I know 
you are a young man and you've got uh, um, all these um, sensations and all that and whatever. Um, but I'm telling you, you must contain that and you must focus on the mission. Aren't you the one to always talking about having sex with yes. women? <laughs> but I know when to drop all that and just focus on what I, what is most important. That's one thing I've learned, even though I've still got a very healthy mojo. Well, I'm sure that uh, Alexander King would agree that, that while lust might have its place in the spy business, love certainly does not. No, no place for it. Well, at any rate, I'll assume you guys get as much sleep as you possibly can. Onward to Greenland. And it's about 5 p.m. the next day. Luckily, you didn't have that much chance to sleep last night. But you did uh, have a chance to uh, sleep a bit on the flight. And it's about 5 o'clock the next evening. You're touching down at Thule Air Base in Greenland. As I said earlier, it's the furthest northern U.S. air base just recently, in 1982, it became the U.S. Air Force Space Command. So there are huge satellite dishes everywhere. And it's pretty nice out, actually. It's 45 degrees Fahrenheit, and it's early September. That's uh, so pretty good temperature, but there are already big chunks of ice, you know, floating around out in the sea here. And uh, the base seems to have just received supplies. Somebody was talking on the way here. You guys came in with a big heavy supply helicopter and several ships are unloading. They only get supplies certain times a year. And uh, that's the military's not involved with your mission. This is all still undercover. But they do have a lot of civilians walking around. And the second you step off the plane, this man in civilian clothes with this big cowboy hat, like big old Tom Mix, almost ridiculously over large cowboy hat. Uh, and a beard and sunglasses, even though it's dusk. Uh, he looks a little bit like Kurt Russell in The Thing, you know. And uh, he says, "Hey, y'all know the you know y'all know the old man upstairs, or should I say downstairs, like six stories downstairs?" What, Keen? Yeah, yeah, that's the old man's name. That's right. Now you know you're probably fully aware of the man's name. But listen, now I uh, I'm with him. Uh, I think uh, something tells me you're the fellows I'm looking for. I'm Murphy with an F. Hello. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Hey, uh, listen now. I'm gonna get you boys where you need to go. All right. I got some toys for you to play with. I think you're gonna like a lot. Don't pay attention to these Air Force men. You don't look at them. They'll don't look at you back. All right. They get used to us. I don't ever look at um, blue collar workers, anyways. Well, good. Anyway, he leads. They always you. want tips. Every chance they get, they're always begging for tips. Well, I don't get no tips for you. I don't. I don't look for tips, and I don't expect to get out to any fancy restaurants anytime soon. I got work to do. Anyway, leads you across the tarmac to this waiting cargo helicopter. It's already up and running. It was rather large, and like he said, he walks past. He's wearing civilian clothes. He's getting in. using, you know, quasi-military equipment, uh, but he never challenged or stopped and you get the sense that up here in Thule Air Base which is not that far from Russia um, where they do have 
space-capable missiles and all kinds of things. That there's all kinds of espionage going on that using this as a stop-off point, and the airbase men have developed this attitude of just pretending they don't see these civilians walking around getting into helicopters, which is exactly what you're doing. But he goes, "Go on in, get in. There's some in there. You're gonna like it." Here, you need some help, old man. No, don't you refer to me as an old man. Oh, sorry, partner. Just, uh, just habit. Well, anyway, uh, inside the chopper, when you, uh, climb up in there, it's a tube. It looks like there's just this big tube about the size of a Ford Explorer. It's, uh, it's got a propeller at the back, but it's not like this sleek design, really. Uh, there's little porthole windows in it that aren't very big at all. And he goes, no, that's, uh, that's a bathosphere, what you got there, says Murphy. I like baths. Well, then you're going to like this bath, because this is a bath that can take you 4,000 feet deep for a bath. Although I don't recommend getting out and testing the waters, because you're going to get crushed if you do. All right? Uh, it's got a lot of atmospheric pressure and whatnot down there. So uh, if you do have to get out of this thing, for the love of God, use the deep-sea diving apparatus that's in there. Big old bulky suit. Look like a spaceman suit if you need it. Right, we don't know what kind of facility down there, and I don't ask too many damn questions. My job's only to get you there, so don't let me get in on the planet. But, you want, go on in there. We're, we, go on, we're just going to fly right across the continent. We're going to go out, we're going to drop you right off. I say continent, but uh, Greenland's a lot smaller than it looks on the map. You know, at Mercator Projection, that's all messed up. We're going to get you right across the center, drop you off in the water. It's going to be a little bump. You guys done a lot of free fall before? Uh... <clears throat> He's probably too busy free-basing. <laughs> Jersey. Well, all right, hey, listen now. They're going to do plenty of free-basing back home in Texas, too. Trust me. Anyway, it, it might... It might. Uh, I hope you didn't have a big breakfast. That's all I got to say. It's a bit of a something-something when you feel it for the first time. But why don't you go ahead and get in there, find out for yourself just how cramped and uncomfortable you're going to be for a while. And uh, before you know it, in fact, we gotta get you in there because we're gonna be pressurizing that thing so that you won't die. We gotta do it nice and slow. And when you come back up, we gotta do it nice and slow again. Or you're gonna get the bends and your eardrums could explode and it could be nasty. So we're gonna have to have you go ahead and get on in there. Oh, hey, you might wanna put these on first. There's these like black rubber suits. You can't try to get into those uh, deep sea diving suits right off. You know, don't get into them if you have to. You're not going to fit in there with your regular clothes. And that water's cold, so just in case the worst happens, these things won't save your life for longer than a couple minutes, but they'll keep you warm. And he gives you these, like, rubbery latex, like, gimp suits almost, you know. Are they uh, just wetsuits? Yeah, they're just wetsuits. The idea is if you use a deep-sea diving suit, you got to put it on over this wetsuit. And that in an emergency, if you end up even on the surface later, floating around in the water, these will at least maybe keep you from dying from cold for a while. They're insulated wetsuits. And uh, there's a little hole for your face. But otherwise, you're like a... You know, pull it up over your head and all that. But he suggests you change into those. I'll assume you do, unless you know, refuse. Oh, no. I'm... Let's uh, change. I'm assuming you take your clothes and, you know, fold them up in the sub somewhere. Uh, you can just leave them here. Now listen, in terms of where you're going to put your clothes, my instructions is a circle for three hours. I'm going to keep an eye out for you. I'm going to keep an eye out for the sub coming back to the service. I'm going to keep an eye out for y'all coming back to the service without the sub. So hope that the weather stays good so I can see you. 
And uh, now by now it's definitely dusk, but there's not a cloud in the sky. It's a warm, beautiful day up here. About as warm as it can get in September. Uh, that being said, that water, woo it's going to be cold. That being said, at three hours, I'm leaving. So uh, don't be a little late, all right? Or else you're going to be a permanent resident. I see. And uh, when you... Now, when I see you, don't worry. We're going to hook you and pull you right back up. And you see, there are these uh, hooks. I mean, these are... Uh, we call them little round, you know, like an eye hook or whatever. Is that what you call those? Mm. Um, on either side of the sub where they could lower down and pull it up with cables if they had to. But uh, when you get in, it's definitely cramped and there's this eerie red glow everywhere from the uh, from the equipment, you know, from the, the readout from the equipment. And so it's just a really dim kind of ambient light. And Murphy closes the hatch above you and you can hear a hiss that means they're starting to pressurize this little two-man sub and uh, you get used to that but then sooner than you like you hear this like pound pound pounding on the side of the of the hull and Murphy looks into the little porthole and gives you a thumbs up and makes like a sign like three two we go. and sooner than you'd like or expected is a whoop, and there's a bang and then a sickening lurch as you drop out of the helicopter and it's pretty dark so really you can't even see anything at this speed out of these little windows you're just diving nose first for the icy Greenland sea but then a couple seconds later there's another lurch when the chutes open and there's this jolt man a few minutes later when you hit the surface and you can hear this twang as the chutes come loose and it's bloop 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 down under the sea into the cold blue arctic waters now your uh, this little two-man sub has lights you can see the controls for it um, whether you want to crank those on right now I mean for purposes of stealth that kind of thing you might not want them on but 2,000 feet below somewhere so is something do we actually resurface or do we when we plunge do we just stay underwater no we'll assume you just kind of you plunge down so far you can just kick on the propeller and keep on diving but uh, okay. you've read up on it a little bit, and Murphy would have explained to you when you're d descending like that, you basically got to go in a, a spiral, you know, and go around, especially when you just know the basic coordinates. It's a pretty big area. You'll have to search around for a while. The problem you're going to have is stealth. You've got to have the lights on to really see anything. Um, uh -huh, but I imagine even underwater, a little infrared flashlight would shine out the window and carry a little way, you know? I um, mean, a few feet maybe. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, that's just something to think about. Might be, you know, infiltrating an underwater complex, might, there might be no way to do it in a stealthy way. But you know that on uh, certain underground, like Sea Lab and a couple other ones that you know about, they have like an access room that's pressurized where the water just doesn't come up into the room mm -hmm. because of the pressure. It just seems like a pool, <laughs> you know. You can just drop down into the pool and swim out beneath it, and that's how most of them work. So maybe if there's something like that, you could sneak in that way, but you'll just have to wait and see and drip down and look around. And we know that eventually if you look around long enough, you'll find it. But we also know that you've got three hours. So when I ask you to make mind rolls to search, we're really looking at cutting down your search time. And so why don't you both do that as you sail around? I see that Vinny is passive flow. Oh, you guys both rolled the same thing. And 
course, it's not that hard to find because as you, when you're down to maybe about 1,500 feet, and and it's a little bit oppressive. I know Vinny's probably never been in a submarine. Fuck no! Are you kidding me? I've never been underwater. <clears throat> I go swimming in a pool, but that's about it. Not in the frickin' ocean. There's like sharks and shit. Not my first time. Well, speaking of sharks, there are you don't see sharks, but there are occasionally these big shadowy. Again, it's dark, and the little ambient light that they're giving out is almost nothing. But you see these large shapes occasionally, just sort of floating past the little portholes, where the the dark gets a little darker for a little bit, and once, just once, there's a gentle against the side of the hole that just spins you off for just a little bit, easy to get control of. Just a little gentle tap, as if something was absent-mindedly passing by, something large. And uh, who knows what mysteries lurk down this far deep. But about 1,500 feet, these lights just seem to fade on below you. You realize they're, they've always been on. You're just getting close enough through the murky water that you can see them. There's actually a decent-sized complex that's heavily lit up, heavily. There are three domes that are like a, at each point of a triangle, and they're connected to each other. And there are great big floodlights all around outside. And there's this massive pipe leading out from one of the domes. Uh, southeast, you think, which would kind of lead it back to Iceland. And that is what you see down there. And one of the domes has a blue light on top, and none of the other ones do. It's uh, not the one that the big pipes are running out of. That's the only dome that's differentiated from the rest. This is a blue light, and it's light blinking a little bit. Which could be communications, could be who knows. That means it's special. And that Blue light special. <laughs> and that's what you see before you, under, under the sea. And I'll let you guys reconnoiter further. Oh, one thing I should point out is that this, this, even though it is resting on the seafloor, the domes themselves aren't resting on the seafloor. They're on a platform where there are legs going down into the seafloor. The domes are raised up on those. And these little tunnel-like all the hallways that connect the domes are also up above the level of the seafloor. So it could be very possible that there is that kind of an, an access point underneath one of the domes. And, frankly, it would probably be big enough to take your whole sub up into it. But I'll let you worry about that when you get there. Okay. Well, let's continue descending, uh, obviously. Let's get down to the to the, to the the ocean floor here and uh, see if we can... Uh, see if we can, like, uh, they got, like, a moon pool or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, who wants to try to set this bad boy right down on the floor of the sea without bumping it too badly? Who's to pilot this thing down you to a think nice you can, landing? You can control this thing? Yeah, I think I can. Because the real danger is of it, you know, uh, it doesn't have a lot of ballast, and so when it lands, it could tip to one side. It's not the end of the world, but... Taking it down nice and slow, Vinny nudges it down. The closer you get, you can start to see, you know, flowing seaweeds and different other sorts of things. And, uh... But mostly, it's a pretty featureless seafloor. Go ahead. What am I rolling? You're making a body. Oh, no! Well, would you like to use a luck, or would you like to... I don't think for this, no. All right, well, you settle with a boom, heavy thud, and it jars oh. both of you. Oh! 
And you distracted me, old man. Now there's a I one in. I tell you, I'm not old. I'm just uh, barely young enough to. Uh, I, I mean, I could. I'm a leading man age in an Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if there's a one in ten chance that this rough, rough landing uh, compromised one of these portholes in a minor way. And it looks like you're okay. Now, you're on the seafloor itself. You're not that far. Maybe about a hundred, a couple hundred yards at most from from the uh, the domes. The closest one, I guess, would be the one with the blue light that's blinking. But and again, it's pretty well lit up down here now. And you can see there are lots of fish down here. Lots of fairly big ones. You don't see anything dangerous. At the very edge of the lights, occasionally you see this huge shape pass by, as if maybe it's a whale. But they are staying just at the range of this thing far away, but you see them a lot, like they're circling it. They know we're here. Don't make any sounds. All right, well, I'm not going to make any sound. I'm just going to pilot this thing up under the dome with the blue light on top. Okay. Okay. So... You guys get right up under the dome. And up above you, you can see the lights. Great show. Oh, yeah. I, well, no, terrible show. Yes, uh, this dome is much better than that dome, but it's much smaller. And up above you, you can see like a shimmering circle of light that must be an axis pool or moon pool, as you say. Now, it is definitely big enough that you could take the whole sub up there and just float in it. Anyone in the room or whatever, they would obviously probably notice that. They might notice you coming up in deep-sea diving suits, but they might notice that less. There might be nobody in there at all. All right, use your little uh, infrared scanner to see if there's anybody up there. Any heat signatures up in that uh, access room? Good idea. I'm going to do that. All right, well, go ahead and make a roll, because this is much... You're actually... Uh, this is rolling for the, the flashlight itself, not for you. A uh, body roll, or...? No, just just roll the dice, and oh. I'm gonna, I'm trying to see if it's really strong enough to. What I'm looking for is to not roll higher than a six. Right on. Six. Okay, good, good, good. In bare, there bare, bare, bare signals at all coming through, and it's all cold. It's all cold. Nothing here. But it's also you also get the feeling you're not getting a full signal, but uh, they don't work as well looking through water. In other words, it's not very strong, but doesn't seem to be. Uh Anything picking up? All right, well, uh, going up. Right. Suddenly, it's much brighter again as you're inside this room now. The, the sub just comes up and floats here on the surface, and it barely fits in the pool. But again, it's not a huge little. This is a little two-man sub, and there is. Uh, uh, Again, in this room, it's like a pool in the center of the room, but there's an area around it, obviously, and there are all kinds of deep-sea diving suits, like the ones that are in your sub for emergency use. The big, bulky ones with a lot of extra room in the helmet, you know, where the heads look over-large. And there's about a dozen of those in here. And there's some little handheld scooters, what they call them, but really it's like a fan with handles on it that they can use to pull themselves through the water and things like that. A lot of those sorts of supplies in here. A clear exit out. Anyway, I'll assume you pop your heads out and look around in there. Yep. 
And other than that, I I assume you'll basically just go out to one exit because uh, there's no one hiding. You, know, you look into the eyes of the uh, diving suits and there's no one hiding in them or anything like that. And um, walking out the hallway, and of course you're just basically wearing these rubber, you know, black rubber suits at this point. Yeah. And uh, I mean they've got little footies on them, so you're not barefoot. Now, um, just so I can picture it in my mind, do you guys have the full hood up with just a little hole with your face coming out, or do you have that part pulled down? I do. I have it all, yeah. all on. Okay. Same. All right. Yeah. And uh, you walk past this, what looks like a small mess hall. You kind of have to walk through it. Um, there's only two men in, the, in there, though, and they are pretty deeply engaged in a conversation in a meal. It looks like maybe it could house a couple dozen people. But whether they look up at you or not, I don't know. And they seem pretty absorbed in their conversation. You're just two people in their peripheral vision walking through what the What are hall. they talking about? And in what language? Well, they are speaking Icelandic. And you're not sure exactly what they're talking about, but it seems casual from their... From their uh, one of them laughs at something the other one says, and they are talking with their mouth full a lot. And uh, they're wearing just simple coveralls like a worker might wear. They don't, they're not armed. You could try to talk to those fellows if you want, or you could just walk on through the room. I don't think we should just go up to them and talk to them. Um, hey, buddy! <laughs> but, uh... I think we can sneak past them. Right. Like I said, they didn't really notice you, so as long as you just keep walking and stay cool and... I brought my... Uh, Garrett... Oh, good. How is it pronounced? I, I don't know. I've Garot? heard about garot, I think. Yeah. I've heard people say garot, but... Gross. Yeah. All right. Um, yes. Garot. Just in case I need it. In case you have to kill silently. Which a gun would definitely kill, but not silently. And we're in a underwater... It's probably not wise to shoot a gun. Probably not wise, it. although the... the Probably these walls will definitely withstand a bullet. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Anyway, though, as you pass through that room without really, you know, without those guys, those maintenance workers or whatever they are noticing you, uh, the next room, though, you could tell already is walking up because uh, in a couple different languages, including Eng- English, it's a security chamber, and it's just like you got to walk through it. There's no other way. There's a door, and it's clearly labeled in several different languages. It's translated as security chamber. It probably just means a room or a closet or, you know, a check post or something. Looks like you got to get through it, though. Or walk through it. <clears throat> can, you, can we see into it? No, it's just a door. It's a sliding door. Is there... Okay. And it's locked, well, I'm assuming. I don't know if you've really tried it yet. I'll try. Yeah, it's not locked. It slides right open. <laughs> And there's a guy sitting in there at a desk. <clears throat> He's got a couple of security monitors on the wall, but not that many. You can look at those monitors later if you want. But he turns around. He's eating like a Danish. Turns around. His feet are up on the... He's wearing a black uniform, like a policeman's uniform. And turns around and goes, Is there a And uh, then immediately starts to scramble <clears throat> for a button that's on the... Oh, no, no. Ah, and... Oh. 
you know, go ahead and make. A, we should explain. What, yeah, we should explain what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Yes, I, I blow. I'm, I'm blowing a dart. At yes. Him. Vinny uses a cigarette. Not a kiss. Dart it was gun. a dart. To blow a dart before the security guard can reach his red button. Looks like he just made it. Right on. Thing hits the guy. Blunk, right in the little soft spot next between his thumb and his forefinger. And almost instantly, he convulses, begins foaming at the mouth, and slumps over onto the floor. And inside this room, like I said, there are cameras. There's not that many cameras. One of the cameras is looking onto this very large room. There, it's the same room from several different angles, most of these cameras. <coughs> and it's like a, a kind of an open labyrinth, if that makes sense, of pipes and catwalks and a lot of machinery and things like that. Where you can kind of get... A, you can see around it a lot of it, but we, to walk to walk around in there, it'd be like climbing ladders and walking down catwalks, and there's a lot of big uh, pressure gauges and things like that. Some kind of heavy, heavy machinery for something. And another one is some administrative offices and things like that. And you can see various people walking around, no one you recognize. And then there's another room. It's uh, a vision on the camera that. Uh, basically a hallway with a bunch of storage containers and shipping crates and things like that in it. And uh, the the guy, by the way, is not dead. He's no, just unconscious. I, yeah. yeah. And if you want to wake him up and hope he knows English or smack him around and try to ask him any clarifying questions about anything, you go ahead. There's also a cabinet in here, like a almost like a bureau-sized cabinet. It's like a almost like a. Uh, could have guns in it, or who knows what else. Various equipment. But I don't know, because it's closed. Um, I'll try to open it. And it's not... It is locked, but this guy also, by the way, you know, he, on his person, hanging from his belt, there's both a normal set of keys and a key card. Newfangled key card. Oh. And uh, the old school keys, though, you find one that opens his cabinet. And inside, you find four shotguns but they're filled with rock salt and like man stopping type mm-hmm. weapons and then you also find security uniforms as well fresh security uniforms mm, I don't I don't know if I know how to do an Icelandic accent but I can do Russian I don't know well it could be like I said it could be a multinational crew down here the good clue about that is the the signs outside that you've seen have been in several different languages I think we should put these security uniforms on. Yes, uh, we are masters of disguise, after all. And luckily, because the way you're dressed, you can kind of just slip them on over the <clears throat> over the suits, I guess. Might need to take the, <laughs> the, the hood <laughs> the, off. The hood yeah. off, yeah. But anyway, and uh, you slip those on. Now, this guy's still laying there unconscious. Do you want to wake him up, or do you want to tie him up and leave him here? Or what do you want to do with him? Uh, I'm thinking about, like, just leaving him here... And, uh, but, like, running out and reporting, like, reporting the security incident to somebody, like, as, like, oh, like, what are the, what are the, Create, like, a distraction, get security where you know they'll be, that kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's, yes, we might lose our, um, our silence, you know, we were doing pretty good sneaking around, but... And I will say this, that uh, you've been down here all together now from the time you first hit the water and looking for it and everything else, one hour. 
about one hour. I should also, just because I didn't specifically point it out, you guys do have that explosive that you were given as well as part of the mission. And I'm going to assume that, uh, well, who's holding it? That's a good question. It's about the size of a shoebox. It's got a timer on it. You can set it up to a half hour. Anything down to one minute to a half hour, you can set this for. So as we take stock as we're hiding here in the uh, security chamber. So here's a question. Do we just want to plant this bomb and get the fuck out of here? Or do we want to investigate? Well, we want information, first of all. And if we think this is... what. If we discover information that uh, we don't want getting in the hands, or, you know, getting out of this place, we blow it up. Yes, and in fact, your instructions were to, if if this place seems like it's something of use to the Cabal, you know, blow it up. Mm -hmm. But you realize, too, that 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 explosive is basically going to hull it, as he said. It's going to blow a hole in one of the outer walls, and... And create Flood flooding and things like that. Presumably made her... You know, if it is useful, somebody else can come in here and take it. But it should be enough to basically kill everybody down here. Uh, that we, being said... Yeah. Well, go ahead. We must uh, respect human life if possible. And also, uh, I guess you don't really know what they're doing down here. You don't know what all that machinery and equipment is that you can see in the cameras. As far as you don't see the girl anywhere either, just for that matter, if you think they might take her someplace like here, she could be at the estate of uh, uh, Black Diamond that you had the party at. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, though. So I think, Vinny, you can have the uh, explosive. uh, All right, you know he's got it. I don't want to be carrying that around. It's so heavy. All right. Well, <clears throat> once you leave this room, which I assume you do, there's it's an entry right into the next dome. It says right on there in various different languages. Dome 2. 2 Dome 2. And you get the feeling Dome 1 had the light on it because that was where the, the moon pool was. But the 2 Dome uh, two dome 2 sign is pretty obvious past this door. And the second you walk, to, you walk through a long hallway that itself is like a tube. It's, and on the other side of that, that opens up into this suite of administrative offices. It's all I can call them. They're like small cubicle-style offices, but very nice. And but you know whether it's off-shift or whatever, there's not people sitting around in here. And they're all self-contained little cubicles. Rather, uh, really pretty quaint the way they've got everything. Everybody's got their own built-in computer monitor, and uh, uh, they're not like sitting on top of the desks. This is all least 10 or 12 workers in here at some time but beyond that it's another larger computer style room with windows it almost looks like a double of the one you saw in the estate in Iceland with a big map on the wall and that sort of thing and that one's got glass walls and you see there are four people in there they look like technicians and they're all just messing around at the computer stations and checking things off on clipboards and every now and then looking at the monitor and checking something else out on a clipboard and the map on the wall is just like the map you saw in Iceland only there's a line going from this spot, which is indicated on the map, all the way to Iceland itself, not necessarily in a perfectly straight line. It looks like it goes right up, probably into that bay, right outside Black Diamond's estate, where you were at the, the charity fundraiser. And 
that pipe you saw outside seems like a good match for that line. There's a big old pipe, too. But those guys haven't noticed you yet. They're all bent about their work. You'll have to go through their room to get beyond them. You see a sign that says, To Storage, Beyond Them, in several languages. Well, I think we are dressed in the security uniforms, so we should be... Well, move, move with purpose and act like you belong. Yeah, that's kind of my plan. Anyway. Yeah, well, that's that's always a good plan. And we'll get through the technicians area, and uh, they don't look up at you or anything else. But you can see on the monitors there are some words scrolling, and even those are scrolling in different languages. And they're kind of muttering to each other, but one of them speaking English. And says, well, drilling will commence next month. Well, we gotta be ready for drilling to commence next month. That sort of thing. You hear the, the word drilling mentioned as you seen on screens uh, that sort of thing and also this is that drilling hasn't happened yet so whatever you think they're doing down here they're drilling for something and beyond that there's they don't take any notice of you though that the plan is a good one you're basically if in their peripheral vision they see security guard uniforms they've got no special reason to look up security guards walk around here all the time probably two guys in wetsuits come running through they mm -hmm. might you know look a little closer but beyond that is a storage hall which curves. It must be following the curve of the dome. There are several large crates in here. As you walk past one of the crates, there's this kind of muffled... Is that charity? I, I, it, it must be. So, does it really like crack open the corner and like take a look? When you crack open the corner, inside is Charity Pinch. She's bound and gagged. And she's wearing this, like, kimono-style bathrobe, you know, it was popular in the 80s. A real short one, though. It's like, she just put it on after she ran out of the bathtub at her house. And, but she's, she seems no worse for wear, really. She's not bruised or beaten up or anything. But she's bound and gagged and laying on the floor. Shh, kind of shh, shh, shh. Oh, just, look, I'm gonna remove the gag, but you gotta be quiet, okay? <laughs> so I, I ungag her. And then re- no. Just cut that out. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Pinch, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're you're okay and unhurt. Um, is rock bottom here? <laughs> and the, I assume you take the gag off of her. Yes, yes. Oh, is that his name? Yeah, the big guy. Yeah, but he. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, he's the one who put me here. They were going to ask me some questions, but they didn't, they didn't tell me. They asked me who you all were. They asked me if I'd ever been to Baton Rouge and if I knew any Irishmen and uh, some other questions I didn't understand. And they said that they were going to have, they were waiting for some friends. They are going to have a big reunion. And what happened to the other man? Oh, well, they, I kicked him. They were both trying to grab me and I kicked him. I hit him in the back of the head and he fell down the stairs and died. That's a nice kick to the back of the head. I do aerobics. Aerobicize with Jane Fonda. Oh, yes. <laughs> I like to... I, I, I prefer... I'm sorry, I'm the wrong character. Because this is the... Oh, yeah, now you should got to remember your voices. Yeah, I prefer sweating. Sweating to the oldies myself. I've tried that one, but I'm... Anyway. I'm more of a disco person. Anyway. She... Well, you've got to get me out of here. What did you... Do you have a submarine? 
How did you get here? We do have a submarine, but... It's not big enough for you. Sorry. <laughs> well, you can sit on my lap. You look better. You were so burned the last time I saw you. Yes, full recovery. I'm in good health. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm sorry I got you guys into this mess. You can sit on my very skinny, un unstable knees. <laughs> well, I guess we gotta get out of here first. What are you gonna do with me? I mean, what do I do? Do you want me to come with you? Don't leave me back in here. Uh, what do you think? Niles, oh, we, please don't. Do we take her back to the sub and continue our exploration, or...? I'm afraid I think the best thing is for you to stay put, madam. No, no, please don't. Don't leave me here. I, I know they're all in the big machine room. Are you worried about them hurting you? No, yes, of course I am. They're going to kill me. Well, I know it. I'll, we shall leave you with a weapon to defend yourself. Oh, please it come comes with to me. that. What are you going to do? I, I, Rock Bottom said that he's, he's going to meet the mistress in the machine room. This wasn't that long ago. Okay. Just get me out of here. Don't worry about the machine room. Don't worry about Rock Bottom. Just get me out of here. Um, I don't know well, what I'm sorry, but we, we have a strict uh, mission to follow. Oh, my God. Please, Tony Rigavini, she says, remembering your fake, your code name. Um, you won't leave me here, will you? Don't. Now you remember what I said. Don't think with your penis. Think with your brain. She just continues to look up at you with her big baby oh, blue eyes. I'm kind of thinking maybe should perhaps just blow this place up and get out of here. Blow it up? Well, there'd be a tremendous uh, loss of life. Yes, including Rock Bottom and the Black Diamond, apparently. I, that's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. His mistress. I, I insist we must uh, under uncover what this whole thing is about before any explosives go off. Is it a timed explosive? Yes. Well, I guess you could set it and then see if you can find out and give yourself a certain amount of time. I don't know, but you can't leave me down here and then blow it up. Oh no. Um, don't worry about that. You, you'll not be blown up. But I just think, uh, you see, if we take you with us, uh, they'll know you're not. I can help. I'm a computer expert. Yes, but... How are you with a shotgun? Um, well, my father took me hunting a few times. Uh, and we see we're wearing security uniforms, and uh, there is no such thing as women security guards. <laughs> and... So, even if we had an extra one, that just wouldn't work. Wait, wait, wait. Question. Uh, do the actual security staff know that you were locked in this box? Yes. Oh. They're all in on it together, whatever they're doing. They're all in on it. They're all saying they're going to get shares. I heard them talk about they all get equal shares when everything starts rolling in. They say when it starts rolling oh, in. Oh, how naive they are. Maybe you should blow this place up. Those dummies. I think they're doing something dangerous. 
I think this oh, is what the whales course. were talking about. They're drilling. What are they drilling for? Oil, says a voice that echoes down the hallway. Oh, shit. We're drilling for oil. It's the voice of Black Diamond. You look out of the storage container, and lights flash on right at that same time. And then the muzzle flash. <laughs> was she in the storage container? No, well, the girl was. Oh, yeah. But it was out, you know, in this long storage hall. And hear the voice, oil, and lights flash on, and there's all these little footsteps, and about a dozen security men run out, and rock bottom. And you look out, Anna Alexandra, Black Diamond, is standing up on a little bit of a, there's like a catwalk over this part of the hallway, because again, there's, again, I mentioned there's some catwalks and things like that everywhere. She's standing up above you, looking down at you guys. And rock bottom is down here. The men all rush up. They don't run in to disarm you or anything, but they're all aiming their weapons at you. And not shotguns, but 9mm pistols. And she goes, yes, it's oil. The largest deposit of oil ever discovered, says Black And did these whales tell you about it? The whales? Yes, they... Who cares about the whales? Whales are nothing. They certainly are, are uh, being very vocal of late. I see what you're getting at, and that whale tape, they'll never figure it out. By the time they figure it out, I'll be in operation. Do you know what happens to oil deposits that are discovered in international waters, gentlemen? There's a f- fight over them. There will be no fight, for this facility is mine. Mine to keep in control or mine to sell to the highest bidder. There's more oil here than there is in Ferduz in Iran. There's, we'll get a hundred million barrels out of this by the time we're done, maybe more. Once I've got this up and running, whoever controls this controls the future of the world for the next thousand years. So who do you think will pay more? The Americans or the Soviets? I know my father would be rolling in his grave thinking of me trading with the enemies of the Reich, but I'm still working for his dream, and I'm not the only one. There are dozens of us. Dozens. (laughs) A fourth Reich will rise, old man. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon. I'm not that old. Well, at any rate, you won't be here to see it. Rock Bottom, would you please dispose of these pests with pleasure? He says, and then all the men rush in towards you. What are you going to do? How many men are there? A dozen. Oh, that's right. Um, are the, I mean, I'm going to lob my fucking grenade pen. That's an excellent idea. The, Give it a hurl. I hope you don't drop it. Make a body roll. Oh, oh luck. No, luck. luck. Yeah, it bounces off of the catwalk and back down towards the men. And boom! Huge explosion. <laughs> Men scream. There's smoke. You can't tell exactly what happened or how many of them are dead, but from the sound of the screams, it's bad. Um, what are you doing in that second? Now there's confusion. And, of course, the explosive hasn't been said or timed yet either. You're big explosive. Well, what are you doing, Niles? Um, okay, so there's smoke and confusion. Yeah, it's like perfect time to do something. This grenade has thrown everybody off. They didn't expect you to have a grenade. It's like in a little pin. They just... So what do you do? Um, I'm going to grab uh, Charity, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. try to get her safe. All right. 
take Charity Pinch in your arms. And uh, during this, uh, while he's doing that, um, you can hear Rock Bottom. You're like, get them! And what do you do, uh, Vinny, in this moment of confusion? Uh, I'm going to shoot at Rock Bottom. Okay, yeah, you can see his shadowy form from the smoke. He's bigger than everybody else, obviously, you know. The guy's about the size of the Kingpin. I mean, he's big. And go ahead and take a shot at him. Tag! Now, Rock Bottom, like you, is no slouch and can occasionally dodge. When he sees the muzzle flash, you do hit a pipe, and the hissing steam behind him begins to hiss out. And uh, he rushes up towards you through the smoke. He looms out, tries to grab you. He's not even trying to shoot or anything. He's like trying to grab you with his great big hands, Vinny. And he's going to, unless you can dodge out of the way. And it looks like you might not unless you spend the luck, which you do. I do, and I fail worse. Oh no! And he grabs, he grabs you, picks you up over his head, and throws you against the, you know, the metal scaffolding along one side of the storage room. And you smash into it. Oh no! And you, you are hurt. It's no, no game effect on that yet, but you are hurt as uh, your ribs and you land on the ground and all the confusion, and then. Three of the men, they were the only ones who were left after the grenade, the security team rushes towards you and Charity Pinch. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, again, running in to grapple. And what do you do? Now, you're still kind of halfway in the storage unit that she that you found her in, right? The storage crate. Yeah, I've got her, like, you know, b behind me. I'm shielding her heroically, okay. and I'm going to shoot. Shoot at, at them as they rush in. All right. This body now, do you want to try to hit all three of them, like bam, bam, bam? Because that would be hard, but you could do it. And it would be oh, body. I will try that. All right, well, in the case, your body is, what, five? Yeah. So really, it's a three or less, <laughs> but you can hit all three of them if you'll do it. I'll try it. And go, bam, bam, bam. No. Oh, no, you want to use your luck? You're feeling lucky? I'll, I'll use one luck. All right. And everybody has three luck for those listening at home. And uh, Vinny has one luck left. Now both of you only have one. No, you have two luck left, yeah. Niles. Vinny has one luck left. You miss them, but their headlong rush to, you know, come right at you, they've thought better of that. They backed off for a minute. Um, Rock Bottom turns around and goes, At them, you cowards! And you get up painfully, Vinny. Meanwhile, you can hear the laughter. It's like triumphant evil laugh. A black diamond from her place on the catwalk up ahead. Now you've rolled over. Luckily, you're getting thrown. Didn't set off the explosives that you've got with you. Uh, what do you do? I mean, Rock Bottom's turning around, looking, looming over you like a professional wrestler. But for a moment, he's distracted because he's turning around and saying, "At them, you cowards!" to those other guys. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot at him. All right, Again. and pulling out your gun, you fire at rock bottom and hit him, boom, when he can't dodge because he's not looking at you. He doesn't know the attack's coming. Hits him, rock bottom is hurt. Kind of hit him in the kidney. He turns around, incredulous, eyes wide. Why, you little... And uh, he pulls a huge chain out of his coat. Great big greasy black chain and wrapping it around his hand. Comes in, swings for you. Oh no, and he's gonna tag you on the chin. Fuck. Oh no, and barely, you don't dodge out of the way. 
And now you're quite hurt. And you, you, you're going to feel a little bit woozy on your feet. Like you can't take too much, terrib- too much more of this. Again, Black Diamond's mocking laughter looming out from the smoke. And the smoke is clearing a little bit. But uh, there's still a lot of confusion. And meanwhile, those three guys look like they're going to try to run back towards you. Uh, once, once, because uh, they were more afraid of rock bottom than they are of you. You want more? Take some more. I'm just. You just hit the first one this time, okay. and Pam. Now he's again. He's a, a lower level minion, and he's just right out. Boom, falls to the ground. The other two rush in towards you anyway, knowing that there's only so many of them, and they try to grab you. And they do, unless you swing her out of the way and, and, and dodge dodge their grasping hands. Re- one's reaching for your left arm, the other one's reaching for your neck. Got it. All right. And so you guys are grappling now. It's it's now a tussle, you know, like a fist fight mm-hmm. in the doorway. She screams and shrinks off towards the back of the storage container. And meanwhile, rock bottom starts swinging that big chain around his head. And what do you do? Like, he's he's trying to get a lot of momentum going, so the next hit will be sure to kill you. Now, again, you're kind of... Uh, I don't see you as laid out on the floor or anything, but... Well, shit. And and running is always an option, too. The, the explosive, however, has not been set. Or run away from him and then do it. Yeah, I want to get out of range before I do All right. I don't care if he sees. I mean, he's going to have a minute to try to disarm That's right, and it's not going to be easy either. Uh, You get the sense he's not highly skilled in that area. But, yeah, he's swinging the rope, and you run away. You can run, but you can't hide. You think your little submarine will save you? He says. He's swinging around your head, and give you the terrible feeling that they've done something to it. But... Like you say, you might have to pay the ultimate sacrifice for this mission. You never know. You run, I assume, right back down uh, the whole way back towards uh, the, the computer center that you came through. Um, and uh, charge through there. The four men who were in there earlier, they're not in there now. There's all those banks and monitors, things like that. You could try to set it in here. Or you could keep going. Where do you want to try to do it? I'm You're actually, not within his direct sight right this second. I'm actually going to set it for more like five minutes. Five minutes sounds good. And then try to put it somewhere out of sight, like in a cabinet or... There are a couple of cabinets here. There's a printer. I mean, there's a few like drawers and file cabinets and stuff like that in this computer room. Yeah, something like a cabinet preferably adjacent to a wall? Yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be the outer wall, the curvy wall. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And then... Because that's where I pictured those computer, built-in computer monitors were, on that curvy wall. And then uh, go out and try to get into one of the suits. Not a terrible idea. And just as soon as you get it set, though, and get to the door, where you're about to go into the next room and get into the suits, where are you going? And Rock Bottom is now stalking in through the uh, from the other direction chasing you but you can slam the door and run and meanwhile these you're still locked in this fist fight with these two guys and uh, give it up old man says another one in a European accent you can't even place the pan-European mercenaries I will show you what this old man can do I'm gonna 
use my martial arts training. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a while, but yeah, you you had some. You learned back in the early '70s when everybody was getting that kind of training. Yeah, I'm gonna. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I think some some funky action music is in order. <laughs> That's a miss. That's a barely, barely a miss. Do you want to use your luck? You still got a little bit of luck, Super Spy. Yeah. Use some of that mojo. And that's more like it. And, yeah. And, you know, that's a little bit different than just decking somebody. Uh, <laughs> with a few hiyahs, <laughs> I think I heard you say. And a kick and mm -hmm. a chop and Key a slice. Eyes. The other guys kind of fly off of you the way they do in action movies when you punch or kick them. They got fly and stagger back, leaving you and Charity Pinch with a free break for the door for a second. Let's go, my lady. Right, and you did see, I mean, you could see over their shoulders during the fight that Vinny ran out of the room. Um, you get a sense, you got a good idea of what he's doing and what he's going for. And you grab her and she says, Oh, Niles, I didn't know you, I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were so powerful. Yes, I'm much more powerful than that other guy. <laughs> hey, fuck you, I can hear you over here! <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> oh, you want to do three-way, huh? Get out of here. Well, you can run. You can run... Uh, Jean-Luc. Jean... She's still using the, you know, your original name that you gave her. She just I don't know who that is. And this, of course, is Black Diamond hauling from her, uh... From her, uh... Perch up on the catwalk, but as you're... She lowers... You mean Jean Luck? No. Oh. She lowers a World War II-era Luger at you. This is my father's gun. Say hello. And fires at you. And, of course, by now, most of the smoke is cleared. Oh, no! She's gonna hit you unless you can dodge out of the way. And you do. The bullet sparks against some metal. And uh, you guys rush out towards the door. Don't worry. You don't have time to run forever. We'll find you eventually. Of course, she does not know about your explosives. And as you run out with her laugh echoing behind you. As you charge in the next door, you run through the computer room with her, and then you come out to see Rock Bottom standing at the end. Your back, I mean, his back is to you, and he's leering and looming up at Vinny, stalking across the room towards... You're back in the room with the moon pool now, with the, uh, with the, all the other extra deep sea diving suits and, and that sort of thing. His back is to me. Yeah, his back is to you. He hasn't noticed you yet because he's he's too busy taunting. And you'll not go anywhere, little man, see little pretty his, man. He says. To I want to see if his back is, if his bottom is as rock as he is <laughs> claimed to be. All right, what do you do? Uh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, actually, more kung fu. No, that actually would be more appropriate or more uh, practical to use my garrote. Mm, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Well, as long as he's he's momentarily struck. Of course, Vinny, you could see over his shoulder as he's calling you a little man and a pretty boy and all those things that that uh, he's sneaking right up to him. You want to help out in some way, like? Well, as soon I mean, as soon as as soon as he gets up to him and and gets ready to go over, I'm gonna start 
taking shots at him. All right, go for it. Hopefully, you won't miss completely. But go for it and start choking him. You're just making a body roll now. You, you, you automatically looped it over. Got it. So he's being strangled. Meanwhile, you've shot him, and he's already hurt. So, boom, a bullet hits him right, right underneath the ribs. And his eyes pop up in these little round O's of surprise. And the garrote is around his great big thick neck. And you strain with all your might, yeah, that's Niles. A big neck, yeah. And you, and you, but you make your roll. You roll the two. Yeah. And he's only got two more wound categories. You know what I mean? He was fine. And then he's not, he's hurt. And rock bottom shudders. And falls to the ground, yanking the garrote out of your hands because he weighs, you know, a huge amount. But I think that the career of rock bottom professional, professional henchman has ended. Of course, Charity Pinch screams. And you're one final echo of laughter throughout the complex from Black Diamond, who seems to have gotten onto the PA now. And there's a warning siren going, and yeah, you're... And the first thing you would have noticed when you ran into this room is that the submarine is gone. It's not just... not here anymore. So we've got to get into these other suits. Yeah, that'll you'll have to do that quick because you got about two minutes now. So everybody make body rolls, including Charity Pinch, and she makes hers. Oh, you guys barely get into it. Okay, you got even then. You're starting to wonder in your heart. You got about thirty seconds now. It takes a while to get into those things and seal them all up. And I assume you all just drop down into the pool and well, Mary. Yeah, get those uh, scooters. Yeah, sea glides. <laughs> and you guys jump on water, get on the sea glides. Of course, Charity Pinch is holding on to you. She's not really grabbing her own. She just got her. She wrapped up as close to you as two people could be in deep sea diving suits, Vinny. And splashing down into the moon pool and taking off as fast as you can, activating your scooters. Better hold on tight. He's greasy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't get very far until there's this huge whooping explosive sound and this massive force pushes you so fast and so far through the water it is absolutely impossible that your suits do not become well not fully depressurized but they are uh, breached ever so slowly by the concussive force of that bomb. And because you know that the water just carries it right up through. And you feel yourselves being rocketed forwards. And then the pressure in your heads. Charity Pinch, you can hear her scream like even through, you know, the water and through the helmets. But just then. And you think you have, unfortunately you have had to pay that final price. You'll die crushed to death down here. But at least... But then these huge shadowy forms loom up beneath you. And there's a massive bump. And you look down, you realize to your astonishment that humpback whales have come in and they're pushing you up and up and up as fast as they can <coughs> towards the surface. And you look down at their sleek bodies and before you know it, and yes, it hurts, but this, the, as the... The suits are slowly decontaminating anyway as you rise up, which must counteract any effect of the bends or whatever. And you breach on the surface and fly up into the air. 
you think the whales have not on purpose flipped you up into the air, it's just the force of that, and you realize surging all around you is this great pod of humpback whales, they've saved you, and brought you up to the surface, and the this uh, ladder comes down from the helicopter, and you look up above you, Murphy, with his cowboy hat, salutes you, and gives a signal to climb back up. Now, and do we... Are we <laughs> grabbing on the ladder as we're flip, getting flipped up in the air? Or well, that if, you, if you make a body roll, you do. <laughs> it almost seems like too much, but... But sometimes too much happens. Hey, well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Both of you, as you're flipped up out of the icy Greenland Sea by the grateful humpback whales. Uh, you grab onto the ladder, and then, of course, they have to lower it again for Charity Pinch to grab onto the ladder. She's no, not heroic. She got yanked off during the... But anyway, you guys make it up to the top, and as you turn around and look down below you, you can swear some about the way those whales are circling and looking up at you. And you almost feel like they're saying thank oh, you. Oh, now they want a tip, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. That'll be enough. <laughs> Well, uh, so the mission was successful. Keen, Alexander Keen will be pleased. There's no way anyone uh, below could have survived. You're quite sure of that. You're confident that uh, Black Diamond's evil scheme has been thwarted. And now a huge supply of oil will most likely end up in Western hands. Uh, but what of these others that Black Diamond mentioned? These dozens of, uh, of neo-Nazis intent on resurrecting Hitler's evil empire. Will you encounter them in the future? Only time will tell. But <laughs> as the uh, excuse me, as the helicopter is flying away and it kind of fades to black a little bit, Charity Pinch looks up and looks deeply into the eyes of both of you and looks back and forth at both of you and both of you make soul rolls. <laughs> How big is that? What's that? He rolled a one. Uh, so unless both of you. Oh! <laughs> All right. And she goes, Oh, Niles and Vinny. And reaches out to both of you. And the scene fades to black. <laughs> Spit roast. <laughs> it was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> foretold in the dice. We both rolled ones. Who would have thought Yeah, who would have thought it? Well, anyway, <laughs> that is the end of the spy game. And, of course, next episode we'll be back with something completely different. Yeah. All right. And now for something completely different. Okay, that's it. Good night.